Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here, another episode of ATDC Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. I got with me right now Tommy Marshall, the Executive Director of the Georgia Fintech Academy. Welcome. Thanks, Lee. Great to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about the Georgia Fintech Academy. How are you serving folks? The Fintech Academy started about a year ago. I'm new to this role. I came on as the executive director, the inaugural executive director, I'm proud to say, um, just a month ago. And the intention of the Academy is to meet a measured demand for five to 6,000 Fintech-ready workers in Georgia every year. The university system um, heard this demand uh, from the from the private sector community and stepped up and formed the the Georgia FinTech Academy and st- we started offering um, five courses to students uh, just uh, yeah the beginning of the fall semester of last year and as of today we've got over a thousand students that have taken at least one of the FinTech courses. Um, in in the program. Now, is the program going to give uh, that student kind of a some sort of certification in fintech? Is there some yes. proof of expertise that they are fintech ready? There, uh, the students that take the five fintech uh, undergraduate courses will be able to receive a concentration in fintech as part of their BS in business or their BS in in computer um, computer science. So it is uh, noted in their certifications as they graduate that they have that concentration. We are also working hard to add some additional courses to the undergraduate curriculum. And we're very excited that starting uh, this spring of 2020, uh, students throughout the system will be able to access these five courses through uh, what is called eCampus, which is a digital learning platform that allows students to engage um, through uh, through electronically, virtually with the uh, with the uh, classroom curriculum. So you can take them all online? Mm-hmm. The, there's different modalities. Some um, involve a uh, what we call our synchronous, meaning that um, the student at particular times will need to log into the platform so that they can interact with the professor or some other classmates. Um, there are some additional modalities that are what we call asynchronous, which means they can kind of move completely at their own pace and not have to come in at a particular time to a session for, uh, for interaction. So we've really created a diverse set of modalities hoping to meet the broadest set of uh, student uh, preferences in terms of learning. So now talk about the fintech um, ecosystem that's here the from the business side. Like mm-hmm. what is the um, – what's happening in that world now? Yeah. What's happening here in Georgia that makes it unique that would require us having a fintech academy? Yeah. Um, it's phenomenal. I mean I think there's a, over – there are, I know for a fact, there are over 160 um, fintech companies in Georgia, um, public and private. We've got – very large fintech companies, NCR, for example, uh, we're sitting about a hundred yards from their he- global headquarters. 
Um, and then as many I think have been following the news, there have been some really massive um, fintech mergers here in Georgia just in the last um, 12 months. So FIS uh, acquired a company called WorldPay. That's a $46, $47 billion combination. Uh, TSIS and Global Payments have combined at around $24 billion. And then Fiserv and First Data, also a $40-plus billion combination. So you have those um, those three very significant tie-ups um, that drive uh, a remarkable amount of um, employment opportunity uh, here in the state of Georgia. Uh, NCR, Equifax, Invesco now in their combination with uh, Oppenheimer's over a trillion dollars in assets under management. Um, and then we've got really significant middle market fintech companies. For instance, uh, Payscape just went through a couple of different combinations that were private equity driven that have um, made them a company uh, that is into the multi-hundreds, maybe in over a thousand in terms of employees. And then, of course, here in ATDC, where we're sitting right now, we have uh, 111 fintech companies in our fintech palace at ATDC and uh, 32 uh, that are at the accelerate and signature levels, meaning that they're producing revenue and in market with, uh, with product service. Now what makes Georgia or most, a lot of it in Atlanta, uh, such a fintech hub? A lot of it goes back about 30 years when there was some legislation that was passed that made um, Georgia a particularly attractive place to build uh, a payment services business. And that's why you saw companies like what is now called Fiserv, what is now called First Data, or uh, what is now called um, FIS, uh, TSIS Global Payments, um, building their businesses uh, here. And that payments activity, I'd say, really was the initial kindling that built what is now a remarkable uh, fire of fintech throughout our uh, our community S- started with payments we've expanded meaningfully in the last 10 years into alternative lending you think of companies like cabbage lending usa lending point um green sky financial all um significant uh, businesses, well over a billion dollars in valuation, particularly when I think of Green Sky Financial and Cabbage. Um, We've got uh, cryptocurrency with uh, BitPay, which is now an eight-year-old company that started two years after the birth of Bitcoin. It is the largest acquirer of uh, cryptocurrency payments in uh, the world. And uh, you know, based here in Georgia, founded by two Georgia Tech grads. And um, then we, when you think about capital markets, we have the Intercontinental Exchange, which is the owner of the New York Stock Exchange. Love to remind my friends in New York City of that <laughs> fact when I am on when Wall Street. When you're ringing the bell. When I'm ringing the bell, I'm like, hey. Um, so Intercontinental Exchange not only operates New York Stock Exchange, but other uh, a significant number of other um, marketplaces, and is also worth mentioning that they've just started an, a new company called Backed B A K K T that is a um, uh, an exchange for an institutional uh, marketplace for to it to buy and sell a whole Bitcoin. 
which is uh, another you know very remarkable business that uh, was funded with $180 million of venture capital that was raised a year ago, and they just launched back um, in the last couple of months. So – and then there, there's areas we haven't even touched on, meaning insurance uh, in particular, of course, Affleck um, being right here in Columbus uh, is a significant um, national national player in the uh, the life insurance space. In now, particular. are there are there fintech academies in other states? There's not. This is a unique proposition that we've, we've created here in Georgia. There's there's fintech uh, classes that are or courses that are taught by the likes of Stanford, um, MIT, uh, NYU, Harvard, uh, Oxford that are um, typically offered on a kind of executive education, professional education basis. Um, Duke, uh, the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke uh, announced just recently that they're going to have a master's in engineering in fintech that will go live um, this coming fall, so fall of 2020. Uh, so there's schools that are absolutely building um, courses and master's degrees around this uh, topic area, but there's no other uh, state in the union that has created a um, academy of the scope and scale that, um, that we have uh, created here and that we're envisioning here. Now, is the curriculum driven by uh, smart academics, or is this are they getting kind of the uh, expertise from all of those business people that are having the needs and are doing the mm-hmm. innovation? Uh, like, how is the curriculum being developed? Yes, um, it has it. The the folks on point for building the curriculum are the professors at many of our institutions here, and um, that's the way it should be. They're the they're the pros and in education. They get uh, meaningful amounts of input um, from the private sector, and that's part of my job is to help broker those interactions. You're the bridge that's like – Yes. If the fintech companies are saying, look, we need somebody to solve this kind of cybersecurity, and cybersecurity Mm -hmm. is keeping me up at night, so I need some more bodies here. Yes. Can we get some curriculum around cybersecurity? Yeah, they're coming to me, and I'm helping to – Make that help help that voice be heard in the uh, appropriate channels uh, throughout the university system, and um, allow for those inputs uh, to come. There's and our goal is to really help the uh, fintech companies understand that this is a, a window that they have access to and can come to to um, to to have inputs into curriculum to have inputs into the development of professional education, but also to come with research requests. We have some of the best research institutions in the world in our university system, and there are some very involved um, research efforts already underway to serve the fintech industry. Uh, And so I'd like for companies to be coming to the fintech academy saying, hey, I've got X research problem, let me help you understand that, and then I, along with our team, can help turn to the right folks in the various research institutions that are part of our system to work on that, give them a proposal, work on it, and and ultimately get engaged to help address the research problem. Now, how do you know you're doing a good job? What's the thing that for you, you're, what's the metrics that matter for you that mm-hmm. you know that you know, you're high-fiving your team at the end of the 
the year or the month or the quarter? Yeah, I think number one is we're getting great opportunities for the students in the university system. So I will feel uh, great as we are not just exposing students to those opportunities, but of course seeing the uh, increased, ever-increasing flow of um, the rate of hiring uh, by the companies. And it, there's, um, there's no, there's, it's no secret that there's a war on talent. I mean, every, com- every one of these fintech companies is very much, in fact, I was with the CEO of one of the companies this morning at breakfast, and he was like, you know, Tommy, it has got the problem, the war on talent has gotten so acute that I can't even retain my worst people. <laughs> right. It's negative unemployment. Yeah. Right. And they're, so they're people are, oh, the jobs are happening because they're taking somebody from a job. Yeah, that's how and, they're hired. And so they really, um, you know, it's not going to be that this way forever, but there's certainly going to, as far as I think we can see and imagine, there's going to be a need for great new talent hungry to mm-hmm. support this industry. And I don't think any, no one will contest that the future for financial technology businesses is very, very, very bright. Um, so we know we've got uh, our work cut up. Our, Cut work cut out for us in terms of serving the demand of the um, the private sector. And what's very exciting too is that students are super excited about this um, area of this business, and they're they they understand it through the lens of their lives. There's many of the uh, college students today they kind of move through their teenage years using applications like PayPal and right. Venmo, and it's very much part of their everyday lives. They know what Acorns is. They're using that. When you say investments, they think Robinhood. Um, they have played around with cryptocurrency. I mean, they are ever more present in the middle of what we think of as financial technology uh, from all of these various applications that are that are before them. So now what's on your roadmap for 2020? How are you going to expand this? Is it going to stay at five uh, courses or is mm-hmm. it going to expand? What's, what's your yeah. kind of dream here? Our, our big focus uh, through the rest of this, um, our, our fiscal year, I guess our school year is how we pace ourselves. Right. So think, you know, we're about to wrap up the first, first semester. semester. Right. Um, enrollment is open for the spring semester. So we'd like to see um, our enrollment in the FinTech Academy move up from around 200 to 20 for this past semester to hopefully closer to 300 for the next semester. Um, and so that's, we'd love to see that. Um, we have to get the professional education courses um, built here in the first quarter of uh, 2020, so the first part of the spring semester, we'd like to be offering at least two to three professional education courses to the marketplace um, starting this summer. Uh, they'll then we'll have be executing on plan throughout the um, into the next school year and of, of building further professional ed. Um, we want to get the that whole research concept I was talking about earlier really kicked off, kicked off, and if we could get the first one or two uh, research projects flowing through um, that capability in the next twelve months, that will be a success. Uh, so, so you really, need some of these enterprise companies to put forth some of uh, what they're uh, they want to tap into the research, and then kind of work and partner with the different schools to kind of do yes. the research. That's mm-hmm. what. So you need some of them to kind of raise their hand and say, "Hey, yes. let's do research around this." That's right. 
And then uh, you need students to kind of become aware of this so that they start taking the courses and start getting involved in the academy as well. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So a chicken, it's a chicken and egg. Mm-hmm. There is chicken and egg. And we've been, there's been really good work done raising the awareness with the, with the students. We've had a variety of different events. We've been communicating aggressively through all the student success um, channels that yeah, you're exist on what the on salaries are. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that helps. That's not going to take a lot of sales yeah, you're like, there. Oh, yeah, blockchain <laughs> engineer, $80,000. <laughs> right. Whoa. You know where your friend is? You know, the, yeah. uh, and what you're going to make? Right. And there's been really some meaningful internships and f- and students that have gone into the fintech field that are coming back and talking to their, you know, friends that were underclassmen that are right. now senior. I mean, you just think about those natural patterns of how students will interact and right. once they, they graduate. Talk, they network. So, yeah, yeah. And so we which is all that's happening and it's so our our idea is can we have the Georgia Fintech uh, Academy just amplify that, and so there's a bit too of based on our where we sit um, and that we just are getting started. Really, there's there's students that have now worked at a cabbage for the last couple of years, or they've been working at NCR for the last couple of years, and so we need those um, those empo- we're now employees of those companies to now understand that the the fintech academy is a place where we're looking to corral the not these alums, but also these students. Right. And, and they the become ambassadors exactly. for the program to exactly. kind of get the next generation going. Exactly. Exactly. So you just think about how, you know, probably what a lot of our own college experiences were. And then we moved into employment and, um, you know, the, those, there's a, there's a bridge there and staying close to friends and sharing ideas and taking advantage of alumni and getting uh, alumni tied in with the Georgia Fintech Academy that are doing fintech jobs. There's a lot of great opportunities there to just uh, improve the communication, the understanding, the engagement with mm-hmm. these fintech companies. So those are all um, levers we're looking to pull and points of engagement we're looking to take advantage of. And if somebody wants to learn more, what's the website? Uh, GeorgiaFintechAcademy.org. Good stuff. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for taking on this uh, project. This is super important for the state. It's super important for a lot of these kids, but also for the consumers out there to get this right and, and handle some of these challenges in the fintech world. Somebody's got These are big problems that need to be solved. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Uh, we will see you all next time on ATDC Radio.